Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. Today, I would like to go to part three of the last words of Christ upon the cross. And uh, part three is actually the second sentence or the second words that he uttered upon the cross. Part one is an introduction that we just run through all those seven sayings or seven sentences. And then now we go to this wonderful part. And, oh, I tell you, I like this part. Remember that he was hanging there and to the left and to the right, there was another cross with a thief and with a sinner hanging there, a convicted criminal. And uh, that criminal himself says, we are receiving our just reward. It is righteous that we are hanging here. He said, we committed those sins. We, we, we were a thief or we murdered or whatever they had done, and they were convicted. And he said, we are receiving our just reward. But you know, he moves his head to Jesus. And as he is hanging there, he says, Jesus, please remember me when you come into your kingdom. And then Jesus answers, and these are the second set of words that Jesus utters upon the cross. He says, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Oh, hallelujah, my friend. I get so excited about this story, about this wonderful, glorious salvation of this dying thief upon the cross, because it shows us so clearly the power of Christ, that he is able to save sinners, but not that he is just able to save sinners. It also shows us his great willingness to save all that come to him. I tell you, there is hanging that thief. Jesus is hanging in the middle of the criminals around him. And yet that criminal that comes to him and says, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom, acknowledging him as the great king. I think maybe he read that sign above Jesus' head and it said, Jesus, the king of the Jews. And he acknowledges him as king. And he says, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He believed in life after death. Oh, so many people today, Sad to say, even a high percentage of preachers in churches today do not believe in a hell anymore. They don't believe in eternal damnation anymore. Some of this grace teaching and other kinds of teaching have brought people to believe that at the end, ultimately, all will be saved. But my dear friend, the Bible speaks about a book of life. And if your name is written in that book of life, then when you depart this world, this earthly body, you will be with him forever and ever in that glorious, wonderful place that we also call heaven. But it says, if your name is not in that book of life, you will be cast in that pit, in that terrible pit where the devil will be and the false prophet and etc., etc., the beast, I tell you, a terrible pain where there will be an eternity of suffering and pain. Heaven is real. Hell is a reality. And I tell you, you don't want to take a chance with that. But you know, this thief, as he is hanging there, it doesn't matter, sinner, how far 
we are brought away from God, you know, because of our sins. Christ can and wants to and will save us and bring us near to the Father. You know, this was not a one-time show or display of Christ's power, but you know, Jesus has saved millions upon millions upon millions. Hallelujah! The Bible says there will be a crowd before the throne that no man can count, and it will be all the glorious saints. And you know, it's not from one church organization or denomination, but it's all those that have been saved by the precious blood of Jesus that was shed for us upon the cross of Calvary. You know, we have many examples in the Bible of those that were saved. Think of Peter. Think of Saul, who became Paul. Think of Zacchaeus. You know, all different walks of life, all different kinds of areas of sin where they were caught into. But you know, that salvation, that same salvation came to all of them. Hallelujah. And you know, in one way, the salvation of every person is unique, is different. It is wonderful. But on the other way, it has much in common. Even the salvation of this sinner upon the cross has much in common with your salvation, with my salvation. You know, it was all brought forth and accomplished by that great Lord, oh, Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Hallelujah. You know, don't forget our Lord. He had passed through that whole road, you know, of suffering and pain. Think of the battle in the Garden of Gethsemane that he had in prayer, and then how they tore his clothing from him, and that his his whole body was ripped and torn because of the whip that came upon him, and how they put a crown of thorns upon his head, and how they spat upon him and hit him and beat him, and they plucked his beard and they mocked him, I tell you, they treated him lower than the animals. They treated him, oh, in a terrible, terrible way, and they mutilated him. And there he is hanging upon that cursed tree with nails in his hands and in his feet, and blood is gushing out of all those wounds, and he is weak, you know, hanging there. He emptied himself completely and wholly for us. And as he is hanging there, the Bible says his countenance, his whole being was in such a way that you didn't even dare to look at him anymore. It was such a horrible thing, the ripped, torn apart and swollen and, and the blood. I mean, it was a terrible horror movie, if you would think of what they did to him. And yet this sinner looks to him and puts his faith upon him. Now, if you want to talk about faith, that's faith. That's faith right there. That's faith. But you know, if Jesus was able to save this sinner who was already hanging there upon the cross himself, who already had one foot in the grave, Jesus was able to save him while he was in such a weak state himself in body, in flesh. How much more is he able to save today when he is risen to glory sitting there with the name above every other name and that every knee will bow before him, every tongue confess that he is Lord. I tell you, what a display of power. Never forget, no matter how great the force and the power is that mankind can bring forth, it's not able to save one soul for eternity. 
No matter how much gold or diamonds you gather together, you cannot save one soul with all that gold and all those diamonds. You know, no matter how many rituals, religious rituals you perform, you cannot save one soul for eternity. No matter how many good works you do, you cannot save your soul for eternity. But one drop of the blood of Jesus is able to wash away a lifetime, be it a hundred years, full of sin. In one moment, he can cleanse it and make you holy and acceptable before the Father. I tell you, we must have faith in Jesus, our Savior. And we must have faith like this thief had faith upon the Savior. You know, he put his trust completely, his trust for his eternity because he believed in life after death. He put it completely upon this mutilated body, this man that was hanging next to him. That speaks of such a faith that, you know, the story of this thief could easily be placed into Hebrews chapter 11, the faith gallery of all the faith heroes. I tell you, Jesus was not hanging there with the light shining, with all that glory and majesty. He was not hanging there, you know, looking like the lion of the tribe of Judah. He was not hanging there, you know, with all that light and glory as the glorious Lord. He was hanging there, mutilated with the curse of all of mankind upon him, with the punishment of God upon all the sin of all mankind upon him, you know. He carried it upon himself, the Bible says. And while he was hanging there, and he could not even move or get off that cross, you know, in the flesh, that sinner put his faith upon Jesus, the Son of God, the Son of Man, and he believed. And that faith was accounted unto him as righteousness. Oh, how much more, my dear friend, should you and me believe upon Jesus today? He believed in the royalty of Christ. He believed in Christ as the great victorer. He believed in Christ as the one that would rule for eternity. And he said, think of me when you come into your kingdom. Remember me. Think of me. Remember me. Oh, hallelujah. My dear friend, I can say with assurance that Jesus is thinking of you today. You know, Joseph, he said to that wine pourer when he was in prison, he said, think of me when you come back to Pharaoh in his court. Oh, think of me. Put in a good word for me. Do your best to save me when you are back in the favor of Pharaoh, of the king of Egypt. But it says he forgot him. That wine pourer forgot him. But you know, hallelujah, Jesus does not forget. Jesus did not forget this thief. And Jesus is thinking of you today, right now, in whatever situation you are. And you know, it doesn't matter if you are in the midst of a terrible situation, or maybe you have sunken and you have done a terrible deed, a terrible sin. Maybe you went astray. Maybe you committed adultery. Maybe you did, I don't know. Maybe you walked away from your Lord, from your church. You have left it all behind, but today, I tell you, Jesus is thinking of you, wanting to save you. He is willing, and he has all the power and the ability 
to do so. Maybe you say, yes, but you know, I'm so stuck. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know what to do. I can't move anymore, you know. Talking about being stuck, this thief was stuck. He was bound to that cross. He couldn't move any muscle. He couldn't get up. He couldn't kneel down. He couldn't move anything. All he had that he could move was his tongue, but he used his tongue wisely. My dear friend, don't think you are so stuck in your situation that you cannot cry out or believe upon the Lord anymore. This thief that was already with one foot in the grave, that was hanging tied to that cross that he couldn't move and kneel down, do anything anymore. He used his tongue. Use your tongue right now and cry upon Jesus and say, Lord, I believe. Oh, remember me right now and do a great work of salvation in me. You know, if I just think of this wonderful story, you know, this thief, he hadn't been such a sweet, nice man in his life. He had committed some terrible deeds, and because of those deeds, he was convicted to die upon the cross. But you know, this thief was the last one to have fellowship with Jesus while Jesus was here on this earth. Can you believe that? I mean, Jesus, he came on this world and he was born in a stable, not in a royal palace, but in a dirty stable, you know, with the animals around him. He didn't lay in this royal bed, but they put him in the stable in a manger. Oh, I tell you, it smelled bad there. But, you know, that was a glorious night when the Savior was born in the midst of the people that he came to save. And now, as he was dying, oh, he was not dying, you know, with his loved ones holding his hand. He was not laying in some palace while they were putting wet cloth on his head and trying to ease his suffering and his pain. No, I tell you, he was hanging on a cross with the curse upon him of all of mankind, surrounded by sinners, surrounded by these people that had done such terrible deeds. But I tell you, that's who Jesus is. He is a friend of sinners. This is what he was known for. He was known to be a friend of prostitutes, a friend of these tax collectors, a friend of sinners. Yes, they even accused him of this. But you know, this is what gives us hope that he is a friend of sinners, that this was the last one to have fellowship with him, gives us hope today that he saved him. And as he saved this thief, he will also save you and save me. And he has saved us. Hallelujah. You know, he washed away our sins. He didn't cover them, but he washed away our sins. And I am so thankful for that. I am so thankful and I can say hallelujah. Oh, you know, I don't doubt that Jesus wants to have fellowship with me. If he had fellowship with this man on the cross as the last human being to have fellowship with while he was here on this world, well, then I know he will have fellowship with me. And I'm so thankful for that. Aren't you thankful today? Oh, I'm thankful for that. You know, this man didn't have long to live anymore. But, you know, it was long enough for Jesus to save him. And uh, I don't want the devil to start preaching to you and telling you, you know, why get saved today? You know, if he could save this sinner at his last breath before he died, well, then he'll save you on your last breath before you die. So live it up. Live your life of sin. You know, you have ample time to be saved once you get old. Oh, my dear friend, don't be a fool 
and listen to the devil's preaching in this. The day of salvation is now. The day to be saved is right now. You need to believe right now. You need to change your ways right now. You need to follow him right now. This thief was given an opportunity at this time in his life, but you are given an opportunity right now. And if you don't seize this opportunity, who knows if you will give another one? We never know. We cannot know by assurance. But you know, this sinner was the last one to accompany Jesus on this earth, but it was also the first one to accompany him as he entered the gates of heaven. Well, you know, I don't want to come into a discussion. Uh, how did it went? You know, it says Jesus, when he died, he went into the depths of darkness to get the keys, you know, etc., etc. However it went, he was in time to welcome this sinner into paradise, to welcome this sinner into glorious eternity. It was such a perfect person to bring into heaven as a first one, as the fruit of his work, of his accomplished work. It is as if he entered into that glorious place, heaven, and says, look, I brought someone with me who would never be here if it was not for the sacrifice that I gave upon the cross. It was because of my blood that he is saved and sanctified and made holy. Look, it worked. It works. Hallelujah. Look at this man right here. He is with me as the first one that has received salvation because of the glorious work that was finished, because of the great plan of the Father, the great plan of salvation that was completed in such a perfect way. Look, here he is. This is the proof. And all of heaven rejoices and starts shouting and clapping and starts singing and worshiping God the Father for this man that was saved by grace, saved by the accomplished work of Jesus, brought into heaven. Hallelujah, the greatest miracle of all. Oh, all of heaven rejoiced and gave glory to the Father. And you know, it's still the same today. There is joy in heaven when a sinner comes to salvation. Oh, you know, saved by grace, by the grace that we see in Jesus. And Jesus said, you will be with me in paradise. You will be with me in heaven. Oh, you know, I don't need to hear anything else. I don't need to know anything else. When Jesus said, you will be with me, you know, wherever he is, that's where I want to be. Wherever he is, it's perfect. It's good. That's the blessed place to be, you know, that he is with us and we are with him. He is in us. We are in him. And together we are in the Father. Oh, praise King Jesus. Praise King Jesus. Oh, what a wonderful story we find here. And what a power in these words of Jesus today, today. You know, not tomorrow or next year or maybe an eternity later. But your salvation has been brought to completion right now, today. And today you will be saved. Today, your sins will be forgiven and cast into the sea of forgetfulness. Today, the Lord will come into your heart and into your spirit, into your life, and he will have fellowship with you, and you will have fellowship with him, and you will be where he is because he will be where you are. But 
you know you will be with him in eternity. Hallelujah. Father, I pray for those that don't know you yet or that have not accepted you yet, that right now, like this thief who said, Lord, remember me. Oh, in that prayer, there was acknowledgement of who you are. There was acknowledgement that he needed you. He said himself, oh, I am getting my just reward, but this one has done nothing wrong. You know, he acknowledged that he was a sinner. He acknowledged that salvation was in you. He acknowledged that he needed you. And because of that, he said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Oh, Lord, today, oh, as you are thinking back of what you accomplished on the cross for this world, I ask you, Father, oh, forgive those that are lost because of that work of your Son. Oh, Lord, do a mighty work of salvation today and bring many into your kingdom this day, right now, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 